Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. A new report out has found that just one in four CBD edibles contain the amount of CBD stated on the label. The information comes from CBD watchdog Leaf Report. Joining me now from Tel Aviv is the company's head of product, Letal Shafir. Welcome to the NutriCast, Letal. Hey, thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about Leaf Report and how this came about, because like I mentioned in the intro, you're in Tel Aviv and we're talking about CBD, which is not allowed in Israel. So tell me about the company and all about Leaf Report. Okay, so Leaf Report is actually a science-based peer-reviewed website designed to really help consumers navigate through, you know, the confusing landscape of CBD products and the CBD industry, where the company's mission is to introduce more transparency into the CBD industry. And we're doing it with brand reviews and with several interesting reports we're conducting independently. So as you mentioned, we are based in Israel, in Tel Aviv, but we mainly work with the U.S. market and we also started to work with the European market lately. But yeah, we're Israelis. And as you said, CBD is is not allowed uh, in Israel, but Israel is actually quite a name in cannabis world, medical cannabis especially. So many people are working in this industry, but as, as you said, not using it uh, in Israel. So yeah, we have many freelance writers, we have statisticians, we have uh, a lab that we're working with, and all of this is in all other countries. We have mainly people in the US, but also in many European countries. So it's quite all over the place. And we also, before the COVID-19 situation, we traveled ourselves to several conferences and we visited several labs and several brands. And it's important to say that all of the content in our site is written by experts. It can be professional journalists. It can be, if it's a medical issue, it can be doctors, uh, naturopaths, all of that. And it's also rechecked by doctors. So we really care about the objectivity, but also the Uh, transparency and the accuracy of what we publish. So as part of that, yeah, we have several reports that we have conducted and also other educational information. It's important to know that we also have an option to compare and filter products in our site and see all of the relevant information and also read a lot of information about different brands. We have a huge database of over 1,500 products and more than 120 brands at the moment, and it's increasing all the time. Mm-hmm. I've been covering a lot of your reports over the past year since I've started with Nutri Ingredients. And yes, it's a very comprehensive website. I've covered your CBD beverage report. You've done the oils. You've done all sorts of things. So uh, tell me about this latest report. You found that just one in four, so just a quarter of CBD edibles contain the CBD that they claim to have on their label. Right. So our latest report was an edibles report. We chose and uh, ordered ourselves 40 different edibles from several brands. It was mainly gummies, but also many other things like chocolates, cookies, even marshmallows and lollipops. And we ordered them to an independent lab, Canalysis Lab, which is in Las Vegas. And they tested the cannabinoid profile of those edibles and tried to understand how much CBD is actually on those edibles as opposed to what is written on the label. So as you said, we found that only 11 of 40 products passed the test. 
which means that they were within the acceptable range, which is uh, 10% or less. And all the others actually failed the test in different levels. But I can tell you that 30% of the brands failed, like got the worst rating, which is F, for containing over 30% difference than what the label claimed. And the difference, it can be more CBD or less CBD. Actually, most products contained more CBD than advertised, which sounds like maybe a less of a problem. But if you think about it, it's also bad since some users are looking especially for low potency products. So if you're a user, you want to have the you know possibility to buy whatever you ordered and believe what you're reading on the label. So even a lot of CBD can be bad. Yeah, I mean, some people might say, oh, well, you're getting more for your money, but accuracy is really important, especially to those people who might be a little more sensitive to it. Right. So let's break down the results a little bit. Who got A's, B's, C's, all the way down to F? And what were the biggest surprises that came out of this report? It's a long list, but many of them failed. And failing doesn't mean necessarily getting an F, but we consider failing as having more than 10% difference. So some had 20% or 25%. But what I can tell you here is that the surprising results are that reputable brands don't always score well, while small and unknown brands sometimes surprise us. Sometimes they get the better results even. So yeah, I cannot say that all reputable brands got this score or this score because it changes. And I can also say it changed. We found changes in each report that was uh, like One time the brand got a good score and the other didn't. But I think the surprise is that even the brands with the like huge names don't always score that well. Uh, This is the most surprising result. And I think it was also surprising to see how many brands failed. I mean, you expect some of the products to not have the exact amount, but only quarter have the acceptable range is quite shocking, I think. This is the, the main thing that we were looking for here that was really for us, like something that the industry should know. Yeah, so there really weren't any indications of how these brands might score. One thing that really popped out to me was Charlotte's Web. They have an excellent reputation, and I was shocked to see that five milligrams of CBD per piece, Canalysis Labs found they had over 13 milligrams. That's shocking to me. Yeah, so... As I said, it's not, I think it's important to understand that it's not even specifically to Charlotte's Web because we can do another report and they can even score well. But but yeah, even the most reputable brands don't always score the best. Even if they have the name and they have the, you know, the reputation, it's important to know that there are other factors that sometimes can, can fail the brands. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, Is it because of the format? Is it hard to work CBD into certain formulations like edibles? Yeah, I have to say that, you know, we're not doctors ourselves and we cannot speak entirely scientifically about this. But what I can say is that it's really harder to manufacture CBD edibles than oils. And also, I think that one of the biggest things that created this difference is that the amount of CBD in an average CBD oil is much higher than those uh, used for edibles. I mean that a small variation in CBD content uh, would have a bigger impact on an edible product than on oil. And that's why I think many brands also are failing. So it's it's quite harder. Okay, so you're saying when it comes to working CBD into edibles, it's just harder to be more accurate. So yeah, the common product is, is 
tinctures. And I think that when once you start moving to other products, it gets more and more complicated. I can tell you that our previous report, which was about CBD infused beverages, also found really like shocking results. Brands who did not CBD in their drinks because it's so much harder to, to track it, to uh, manufacture it. I think it's really different than the classic CBD oil we all know. So I'm kind of curious about some of these brands who scored poorly and even the ones who did well. I mean, when you go to their websites, do they provide third-party testing results and COAs? Most brands provide results. I mean, I barely saw any brand that didn't provide any results. I think what people don't understand is that many brands provide just one sample of results for each consumption method or like product family. What you need to do is provide results for each batch of products. And in this case, a user that will gets the products can check his QR code or lot number, depends on the brand, and then scan it, check it, and see the results of the specific batch of products from the product he got. So this is really different because when you just check gummies in the website and they scored well, it doesn't mean it's your gummies. It doesn't even mean it's the type of gummies that you ordered. So it's not that accurate. Oh, okay. Um, so these brands are trying to pull a fast one. Well, I can't speak for the brands. I don't know if, if this is the intention, but what I can say is that the market is so unregulated and I think everybody is doing, you know, whatever they want. Some things are expensive. So I think this also can be one reason. But we try to encourage and teach the users to understand the importance of those things and check those things when they're buying. But we also, I think, we're trying to encourage brands to to be more transparent, more accurate, to understand that the users need this information. Mm -hmm. I did see on your website that you do have a guide that shows consumers how to read these COAs, which is, you know, helpful. Yeah. We have many medical and educational articles where the intention is also to teach the users, teach the users about other cannabinoids, teach the users about lab results, teach the users about the right consumption method for them. I mean, there's so much to learn. It's such a huge industry. And I think people know only like a tiny bit of it. Yeah. And I feel like there's still so much to learn. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the actual brands. Do you contact them before you release these results? And do you ever hear from them when you publish these results? Okay. So it's a really good question. We putting like number one thing to be non-biased and objective. So the answer is no, we're not contacting them. They don't even know they're about to be in the report because we don't want, you know, anyone approaching us and saying things that can change the results and like, I don't know, change what we're writing about them. So we definitely do not let them be a part of it. It's really an objective thing. We choose products that are interesting. We choose products that are relevant for this uh, type of report. Each time it will be different brands. What we do encourage brands to do is to respond to the report. And we are adding the response to reports that we have on our site. I can tell you that in the previous beverage report, some brands approached whether they got a good score and they were happy and wanted to share it as well. And some brands said, we got a bad result. We want to respond. And we publish the response. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get threatened with lawsuits? Um, so no, but we got sometimes, you know, brands that were really unhappy and maybe like threatening it a bit, but you know, it's only, I think it only matters if something is not true. So mm-hmm. of course, if a brand finds a mistake and something that is not right, we will immediately change it. We can even publish an apology if something like that happens. We had a small, small change of numbers one time and we published 
in the disclaimer at the beginning and we changed the results and it's really important for us to, you know, to, to be right. But as long as we are right, I don't think they have something to sue on, you know. Mm-hmm. When it comes to consumers and COAs, do you think they actually look at this stuff? Do consumers really care or are they just relying on brands that they've heard of or, you know, assume that they're just doing a good job and they don't need to check these COAs? It's, I mean, obviously users uh, rely on knowing the brand and, and I think in, in other industries as well, you know, the reputation, the, the name of some companies is really helping them, let's say. But since it's such an, a new industry and so many brands are like popping around, uh, I think the users are getting more and more educated. And I think that there is so much competition that users start looking for, okay, which one should I choose? And then they're starting checking like, how, how do I know which one do I choose? So this is where Leaf Report enters and try to do the best job at letting the users know brands not the only thing to look for. I can tell you that we score many brands and products on our side, and it's not only by name or reputation, not at all. Yeah, how do you select the brands that you test? I mean, do you just draw them from a hat? So when we test brands, we really try to do a mix up of big brands with like a lot of reputation. Also each report, we take some new brands, we take small brands. We try to make a mix out of all, you know, brand types that are out there, European brands versus like US brands. But according to the products themselves, it really depends. I mean, if a brand has a relevant product for such a report, for example, the drinks report, not all brands have drinks at all. So it really depends if they have the relevant products. And if that's interesting for us to check, then we'll include them. But honestly, it doesn't have to be even a brand that is on a website. We sometimes publish uh, on the report brands that are even not like in a relationship with us at all. Based on these latest findings, what does this tell you about the CBD edibles industry? Does it show signs that it's maturing or it has a long way to go or something in the middle? There were even worse industries. I mean, the drinks, it was it was even harder to, to say it's like an industry that is really organized. So I think the edibles are quite in the middle. I think they still have a long way to go. But as time passes, I think more and more brands are uh, understanding the importance of this accuracy and the transparency. So I think the direction is good. Mm-hmm. So what's next for Leaf Report? Do you have any reports that you are starting to talk about, working on that you can tell us about? So yeah, it's really in the beginning, but we are testing topicals and creams. I think it's a really interesting industry because topicals can be, you know, pain relief cream, but it can also be like cosmetics, like CBD face creams and night serums and other products like that. So it's really, really different products and interesting field to explore. And another thing that is really interesting to us, and I think we are also planning to do a report in the future about it, is the pet industry, the pet CBD. And I think it's bombing. I mean, we did a pricing report that was comparing prices in the market, the gaps in the market, and also compared to our last pricing report, which was a year before. We're trying to do one like every half a year. And in this pricing report, we actually found that although almost all product families got cheaper compared to last year, the pet edibles got actually more expensive by 44%, which is crazy. So I think the, the pet CBD industry is really interesting. People are really crazy about buying CBD for the pets. So this is also in like in our plans. I remember you recently covering the pet industry as far as pricing goes. So this next one that you're going to be running, 
is it going to be focused more on how much CBD is in these pet edibles? Yeah. So the pricing report was really more about the prices. And in the accuracy report, such as the drinks and the edibles, we would like to really check the CBD pet tinctures and pet edibles and see what is the amount of CBD that is actually there. Okay, that's something we'll definitely keep our eye on. Letal Shafir, head of product at Leaf Report, the CBD watchdog. Thank you so much for coming on the NutriCast today. Thank you for having me here at a good time. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.